TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. David, first of all, good morning. How are you? Fine. How are you? I'm well. So the Biden documents, you know, there's a lot of things floating about. You know, one theory is that, you know, Democrats are trying to pin him so he won't run. Uh, there's another theory that says, if well, if you, if you show his documents, they prove to be nothing and he cooperates, then it makes it easier to charge Trump. Uh, you know, obviously, this is something that it's going to be taken up and run with by the Republicans. I mean, what is your best analysis of what is this? How bad is this for for Biden? In the short term, it's certainly not good because for a couple of reasons. First of all, why are we just learning about this now? I mean, what is these documents were, in fact, you know, in his garage or at the University of Pennsylvania? What happened to trigger this sudden discovery? That's point number one. Yep. Number two, what's in these documents? I mean, that's the thing. If it's nuclear secrets, that's one thing. If it's, you know, notes from a meeting, it's another. So, and I know that uh, it's not comparable to what's going on with Trump because Biden's cooperated and so on and so forth. But it's still, it gives the impression that somehow it's messy. I mean, why is this happening? You know, one thing about Biden that people tend to like is that he seems in control, in charge of his administration. He knows what he's doing. He's an old Washington hand. He's been there 40 years. So how could this happen? I mean, this is a guy who, and correct me if I'm wrong, I don't think a single member of his cabinet has left, which is extraordinary. Right. Well, I mean, but, you know, when he has his own lawyers find the stuff, well, there's two things. One is, does that mean like he was sort of investigating himself and it happened? Or, and the other thing I want to ask you is, will we find out what's in the documents? Uh, well, if it's classified, we shouldn't. Right. <laughs> we might get a hint, a description, but no, we shouldn't learn about classified material. That, that's what I say before. If, in fact, you know, they say, well, it's nuclear secrets. We're not going to tell us what the secrets are. But, again, why is this happening now? Why didn't he ask his people to look at this two years ago, or, you know, he was running for president two years ago. Why didn't he look at this now? Why didn't he, look, do I know what's in my garage? Not not always. I mean, who knows what's buried under old gardening tools. But then again, I don't have, I don't have access to classified material. So you, you would think, again, knowing Washington the way he does, he would have somehow resolved this years ago, and that's the part I don't get. Yeah, and so Merrick Garland sort of had, you have to have the appearance of treating everything the same, so you have to, you have to go, go after it. I mean, it's, there's no choice in the, in the matter. We're talking with David Lightman from McClatchy, D.C. here on Brian and Company. The other th- thing, you know, the big story is this George Santos character. Oh, and yeah. I, I don't understand. I know, I don't know what the process. If he resigned, would there be an open election, or could somebody name the congressman? Is there a, is there an R and D issue here for him staying in place? Yes, the, the third the question you just asked is easy. Yeah, because it's a de- primarily Democratic district, and the feeling is if he left, and they I think they do a special election. I'm not sure if they did. A Democrat would probably win for all kinds of reasons, and 
already the Republicans, as you know, only have a four-vote margin in the House, so this would shrink it further. Um, the problem is with this guy, uh, the longer he stays, the more he's sort of a target of Democrats, of media. I mean, we're going to keep looking at him. He uh, Can Republicans count on the guy? There's a million issues here. Um, so the New York Republicans want him to go. The rest of the House, mm, look, they put up with a lot of... You know, a lot of craziness from their colleagues. So right now, I think we've gone as far as this is going to go, but we'll see. You know, we have a little space now. McCarthy has sort of taken over. Has the whole thing sort of blown over, or is there still a sense that there'll be some long-term issues with with his speakership? That's a good question. I think we're in for a period of months, really, where it's going to appear all is calm. I mean, you saw this week. They voted on abortion. They voted on several other things. And there was no controversy there. It's pretty much party-line voting. And I think you're going to see that because the Republicans now are eager to get these bills out that send a message on some of their favorite issues, taxes, abortion, and so forth. Uh, They're not in next week, by the way, King's birthday. Then they'll come back, and I think you're just going to see this. I think the real test is going to come this summer because you've got to raise the debt limit at some point this year. Right. And that's where all of a sudden we'll see just how strong a Speaker McCarthy is. Um, one thing about politics is that people forget. You know, they're used to these kind of clashes. I know last week was extraordinary, but still, people tend to move on. I mean, you can't hold grudges in politics. So I think this summer when the debt limit comes up and Republicans demand that the limit not be raised unless there are big spending cuts... That's where you're going to see just how much of a grip he has on this caucus. You know that one of the the last thing I've written down for a question, and then I'll ask you what's on the website. But you know, when it, the whole IRS issue, you know, when I when I when I read into it a little bit, I don't I haven't read it all of it. But then when they talk about you know how understaffed the IRS was and how these eighty seven thousand were going to be hired over a ten year span and they weren't going to be the gun wielding agents. Right. Uh, then I'm like, well, what's wrong with that? But then I say, you know, if you add that many, it does mean more audits for the average person. I'm sure of it. And it's not just about going after, you know, the, the, the higher net worth folks. So where, where's the reality here on, on, on the, whether it's villain or hero when it comes to this, this, this legislation that, that gets pulled back so quickly by the Republicans? That's a good question. Let's look at this two ways, short term, long term. Okay. Short term. Uh, woman named Erin Collins is the National Taxpayer Advocate. It's a federal job. Uh, she is the watchdog in the IRS. Go to her website. You'll see her stuff. She issued her annual report the other day. And what she said was a lot of this current hiring is going to be very helpful. IRS right now has these massive backlogs. Uh, it's almost impossible to get anybody on the phone. It's difficult to get anybody in person. Uh, she reported, and she's been a pretty harsh critic, but she reported because of all these staff hires, in fact, it should be easier uh, to get people, to get answers to your questions, uh, to get refunds uh, more quickly. Uh, the danger, she said, is that a lot of these people have to be trained, and that's going to take a while. But it's, I wouldn't say upbeat, but it's a cautiously optimistic report. Now, she doesn't look way ahead. That's not her job. But you're right. The question, this does beg the question, what do you do with these 87,000 people? Now, IRS officials will tell you, don't worry. If you earn less than whatever, $400,000, they're not going to come knocking at your door. But as you say, 
Uh, does this mean if you claim I don't know, expenses because you work at home, uh, all of a sudden an agent's going to contact you? No one knows. Yeah. And that's the wild card in all this. What's on the website? What are you working on? A um, couple things right now. Uh, a lot of, how can I put this without boring everybody to death? Uh, how Congress, you know, how Congress is getting organized. I mean, right now, this is interesting how the Republicans are trying to set up the House. They created this weaponization of the Federal Government Committee yeah. to investigate the Cabinet, to investigate, you know, why the U.S. pulled out of Afghanistan the way it did. So we're trying to zero in on that. Who's going to be on that committee? How much jurisdiction do they have? Can one branch, how far can one branch of government go in looking at the other? So that's one thing we're looking at. Also, the personnel. I know it's arcane, but who's going to head these committees? If, in fact, McCarthy owes this House Freedom Caucus some stuff, and he puts some of their people in charge of major committees or major initiatives, what's that mean? Mm. Yeah, that well, means some- yeah. yeah, does that mean subpoenas for, you know, does that mean that the Secretary of Homeland Security, Mayorkos, faces possible impeachment? So all these decisions being made now are going to reverberate throughout the year, and that's what we got to be writing. McClatchy, D.C., you got two C's at the beginning. Don't forget that, David Lightman. Uh, as always, it's a pleasure. Have a great weekend. You too. Talk to you next week. Right. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.